Hello, listeners. Welcome to another episode of our podcast. I'm your host, Tom. And I'm Jen. Today, we have a fascinating topic to delve into. Unsupervised learning on spontaneous retinal activity leads to efficient neural representation geometry. Trust us, this episode is going to be an eye-opener, no pun intended, on how our visual system develops even before we open our eyes for the first time. To set the stage, we're discussing a paper that explores how the mammalian retina's spontaneous activity patterns, called retinal waves, might influence the way our neural networks organize and function even before any visual experience. Absolutely, Jen. And this is significant because this kind of spontaneous activity might help us understand how the brain organizes itself for tasks like object recognition, which we know is a complex feat. Before we dive deeper, let's talk about what this paper sets out to do. Essentially, the researchers are using neural activity from developing retinas as pre-training data for neural networks. That's right. They employ movies of these retinal waves to pre-train a type of neural network known as ResNet-18 using a process called contrastive learning, focusing particularly on the geometry of feature representation. And their findings? Well, it turns out that pre-training on these retinal waves seems to significantly boost performance on tasks that test the neural network's object invariance to spatial translation. In layman's terms, that means the network gets better at recognizing the same object even when it moves around in space. But that's just scratching the surface. We'll be exploring their objectives, the methodology they used, the implications, and we'll wrap up with our reflections on this fascinating research. So, whether you're a neurobiologist, a machine learning enthusiast, or just someone curious about the miracle of sight, stay tuned. We'll be right back after a short break with the introduction of our deep dive into this breakthrough study. Don't touch that dial. You won't want to miss this. And now, a quick word from our sponsors at Wavasight Technologies. Are you tired of the same old predictable algorithms? Looking for a way to give your AI the gift of sight pre-birth? Well, look no further. Introducing the RetinaSim Trainer, the AI pre-training program inspired by Mother Nature's own retinal waves. Our patented method uses simulated retinal activity patterns to teach your neural networks how to see the world before they even process their first pixel. Want your AI to recognize a kangaroo on a pogo stick in a blizzard? RetinaSim Trainer. Is your smart fridge confusing your cat for a cantaloupe? RetinaSim Trainer to the rescue. And for all the mad scientists out there, our baby's first sight neural kit comes with simulated retinal wave inputs so your robot can learn to see before it learns to crawl. Wave-a-sight technologies, where we're making artificial vision naturally brilliant, one spontaneous pattern at a time. Side effects may include uncannily efficient object recognition, an existential crisis for your AI, and an overwhelming desire to high-five an ophthalmologist. Call now and we'll throw in a free set of quantum optics, because who doesn't love a little light show with their deep learning? Back to the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to our award-winning podcast, where we explore the fascinating universe of scientific discovery. I'm your host, Tom. And I'm Jen. Today, we've got an exciting episode where we dive into the molecular intricacies of protein design, 
thanks to a groundbreaking paper titled Fast Non-Autoregressive Inverse Folding with Discrete Diffusion. Now, proteins are the building blocks of life. They're involved in just about every function of a cell, and understanding how they fold is pivotal for medicine, biotechnology, and even materials science. True, Tom. And to make sense of this revolutionary research, we first need to set the stage with some background. This paper is significant because it introduces a new computational method to generate protein sequences designed to fold into specific 3D structures. That's a game changer, Jen, as traditional methods used for inverse folding, the process of finding sequences that will fold into a given structure are slow and computationally expensive. This paper comes out of the Massachusetts Institute of Technology and represents a huge leap in efficiency, boasting a 23 times speed up without a loss in performance. Absolutely, Tom. But before we unravel the methodology and results of this research, it's important to understand a few key concepts. First up is autoregressive generation, a traditional approach where the next element in a sequence is predicted one at a time based on previous ones. Imagine it like writing a sentence where each word is dependent on all the previous words you've chosen. Indeed. And this paper challenges that concept with something known as non-autoregressive generation, which can simultaneously predict multiple parts of the sequence, not one by one. This non-linear approach is a cornerstone of their speed improvements. Then there's discrete diffusion, a stochastic process that introduces randomness into the sequence only to methodically reduce it, reconstructing the original information, a bit like mixing up a Rubik's cube and then solving it step by step. The paper leverages something called protein MPNN as a foundation, which is a state-of-the-art protein design method that heavily relies on the slower autoregressive process we just explained. And that's the tip of the iceberg, Jen. We'll be getting into some pretty technical terms like message passing neural networks, latent variables, and evidence-weighted lower bounds later on. We sure will. Now let's get to the heart of our discussion today, the content of this prolific paper. The researchers set out with a bold objective to design a method of sampling sequences conditioned to fold into a given 3D structure more efficiently than existing approaches. They adapted the protein MPNN model by incorporating discrete diffusion, essentially taking a well-regarded process and upgrading it with a non-autoregressive spin. After implementing various diffusion protocols, the team settled on one which achieved comparable results to protein MPNN regarding a metric they coined foldability, measuring how well a design sequence can fold into the target structure. But here's where it gets even more interesting, Tom. They managed to accomplish these results with staggeringly less computation, practically in the blink of an eye compared to the traditional methods. This leap in efficiency could have vast implications. The ability to quickly design proteins means we could potentially see advances in drug discovery the development of new materials, and a better understanding of diseases at a molecular level. On the downside, the technique does have a few limitations. For one, it doesn't outperform the previous model in all aspects, but these trade-offs are incredibly worthwhile for the speed they gain. As we conclude, Jen, our conversation today underscores the leaps and bounds by which computational biology is progressing, pushing boundaries, and redefining what's possible in protein design. It certainly does, Tom. This research is a testament to how powerful and dynamic the combination of biology and computer science can be. 
Imagine what doors it could open in the quest to comprehend life's molecular machinery. We hope you've enjoyed this deep dive into fast non-autoregressive inverse folding with discrete diffusion. Be sure to check out the accompanying code to this paper, open source for all you budding protein designers out there. And that wraps up another episode of our podcast. If you're as captivated by the complexity and potential of protein design as we are, keep an ear out for our upcoming episodes. We're Tom and Jen, signing off for now, but always here to guide you through the intricate dance of science and technology. Stay curious. Have you ever tried folding a fitted sheet and ended up with a tangled mess? Well, fret no more. Introducing ProFolds, the revolutionary service straight out of MIT's labs, where we fold proteins, not just sheets, with the prowess of disco-dancing diffusion wizards. That's right, Jen. With our cutting-edge, fast, non-autoregressive inverse folding boosted by discrete diffusion, we design proteins faster than you can say peptide pandemonium. And the best part? Sluggish, autoregressive methods are so last decade. Our state-of-the-art tech skips the queue, designing bespoke proteins that jump into their structure like they're late for a molecular meeting. Need a new enzyme? We'll cook one up quicker than instant noodles. Dreaming of a biodegradable plastic? We'll whip up that protein recipe before you can spell polylactic acid. Our discrete diffusion algorithm streamlines the process so you don't have to spend centuries waiting for your protein designs. It's a time warp to efficiency. No more bulky computation, no more tedious waiting times, just snappy rapid fire protein design that's bound to fold heads over heels. Head over to profold.com where fast folding isn't just our specialty, it's scientastic. Use the promo code FASTFOLD for a speedy 23% discount on your first protein design. ProFolds. We fold proteins so you don't have to. Welcome back, listeners, to an intriguing episode of our podcast. Today, we're diving deep into a research paper that's making waves in the field of systems biology. That's right, Tom. In the realm of biological systems, comprehending the complexity of interactions is a daunting task. The paper we're examining today, titled Approximation of Intractable Likelihood Functions in Systems Biology via Normalizing Flows by Vincent D. Zabala and Elliot E. Hui, addresses a significant challenge in systems biology, making sense of complex likelihood functions. To give our listeners some context, Systems biology is about understanding how different components of a biological system interact with each other. Think of it as trying to understand the entire forest and how each tree contributes to its ecology, rather than studying individual trees in isolation. Exactly, Tom. Researchers in this field often create mathematical models to predict the behavior of these intricate systems. However, these models can be incredibly complex, leading to what's known as intractable likelihood functions. It's like trying to solve a jigsaw puzzle with a billion pieces. No easy feat. Intractable, in this sense, means that the mathematical functions are so complicated that conventional statistical methods can't handle them effectively. This barrier has been a massive bottleneck impeding the progress in systems biology. Our featured research uses a tool called normalizing flows, which are generative models that have been gaining popularity for their ability to approximate complex distributions. They bridge the gap by transforming a tricky distribution into a simpler one that can be worked with more easily. Until this paper, 
the use of normalizing flows in systems biology hadn't been explored. The authors present a framework for using normalizing flows to approximate these tough likelihood functions, giving scientists a new way to infer model parameters and select models that best fit the observed data. Let's talk about one of their case studies, the bone morphogenetic protein signaling pathway. It's a key player in both disease and development, implicated in cancer and crucial developmental processes. Traditional methods, like least squares regression, throw up an unwieldy range of parameter values, leading to great uncertainty. By using experimental data and applying normalizing flows in a simulation-based inference setting, the authors not only approximate the likelihood function, but also shine a light on which competing model of the BMP pathway is more credible based on actual data. Their method takes the complexity of systems biology head-on. Using normalizing flows, they provided insight into the uncertainty surrounding model parameters and advanced the capability for model comparison, something that's been challenging with intractable likelihood functions. In terms of the research objectives, the paper meticulously employs two normalizing flow architectures to derive likelihood functions for these systems biology models, demonstrating an improvement over traditional methods. The implications of this research are significant. The ability to approximate these intractable likelihood functions will open doors to more reliable statistical inferences in systems biology, leading to a better understanding of biological networks and potentially paving the way to novel treatments for diseases. And to wrap up, the success of integrating normalizing flows in systems biology can revolutionize the way biological models are inferred and selected. The ability to quantify uncertainty and compare models provides researchers with a powerful new toolset for tackling one of the thorniest problems in the field. The paper is a beacon of progress, signaling a shift in how researchers approach systems biology models' complexity. It's a testament to the synergy between computational methods and biological research, a synergy that's bound to lead to many more groundbreaking discoveries. This just scratches the surface of what Zabala and Hui have accomplished. We encourage our listeners, whether you're in the field of systems biology or just have a passion for science and technology, to read the full paper. Join us again as we continue to explore fascinating developments at the intersection of science, technology, and society. Till next time, stay curious. Have you ever got lost in the rabbit hole of biological puzzles, feeling like you're trying to solve a Rubik's Cube blindfolded? If you're nodding your head, then get ready for the Eureka moment. Introducing FlowGen Biotech. At FlowGen, we've turned the pandemonium of systems biology into a walk in the park, thanks to our new friend, Normalizing Flows. Our special sauce, a remarkable method straight out of the latest research that tames the wildest of biological data beasts and turns them into purring, well-behaved statistical house cats. Imagine you're at a wild carnival, and amidst the chaos, you're desperately trying to find that one corn kernel in a popcorn machine. Now with FlowGen, it's like having X-ray vision goggles. Not just any goggles, Tom. Goggles that help you zoom in on your biological network of interest, replacing the I guess with AHA. No more wild guessing games when you're measuring those pesky proteins or mapping out molecular mazes in your research. FlowGen is here to make sense of the senseless with the power of normalizing flows. Need to pick the best model out of a lineup? It's like having a dating app 
that swipes right to your perfect scientific match every time. FlowGen Biotech. We flow through the complex so you don't have to. Get in touch today to normalize your research workflow and say goodbye to statistical nightmares. Warning may cause sudden outbursts of joy and a deep, satisfying sense of statistical serenity. Use responsibly. Welcome back to our thought-provoking and entertaining podcast where we unravel complex scientific papers and theories. I'm Tom. And I'm Jen. Today, we're diving headfirst into a fascinating paper that explores the concept of state representations through the lens of goal-directed behavior. But before we get into the nitty-gritty, it's crucial to understand why states as goal-directed concepts. An epistemic approach to state representation learning is such as a significant contribution to the field. Absolutely, Tom. The significance lies in its departure from traditional reinforcement learning models, which assume a predefined ground truth for state representations. This paper challenges that by suggesting that these representations are emergent and develop from an agent's goals and interactions with the environment. That's a game changer, Jen. It means we are looking at a dynamic model where state representations adapt depending on the agent's objectives. It brings a whole new level of understanding to how cognitive systems generalize experiences. Moving into the key concepts, we're dealing with a theoretical framework that interprets states as equivalence classes over experience distributions, which are partitioned according to the agent's goals. And to unravel any complex vocabulary for our listeners, an equivalence class is basically a group where elements are considered the same in regards to a certain property, in this case, the agent's goals. Now, let's burrow into the core of the paper where the objectives are to redefine what we know about state representation and to develop a model that aligns with goal-directed behavior. The methodology is quite remarkable. They infer goals from observed rat behavior in an odor-guided choice task. The idea is that by examining animal behavior, they can deduce the goals driving their actions. The results indicate that when inferring these goals, agents prioritize experiences over traditional reward functions, which marks a significant departure from standard reinforcement learning. When we step into the implications and applications, the potential impact of these findings is vast, Jen. It could lead to more adaptable and intelligent systems in AI, machine learning, and even our understanding of human cognition. And to wrap up, we'll reflect on the overarching themes. The move towards understanding cognitive systems from the perspective of goal-directed concepts offers several new directions for research. It's not just about maximizing rewards, it's about the realization of goals dictating state representations. Personally, Jen, I feel this paper brings an enlightening perspective on how agents could adapt their learning process in complex, changing environments. I couldn't agree more, Tom. It's one of those papers that fundamentally extends our understanding of cognitive systems and opens the door to more advanced forms of AI that truly mimic the goal-oriented nature of human learning. Thanks for joining us for this deep dive into state representations and goal-directed behavior. And remember, whether you're human or machine, keep your goals aligned and your learning adaptive. Until next time. Have you ever found yourself wanting to treat your robot like one of the family? Well, now you can, thanks to the groundbreaking research from our latest episode, Introducing Goal-Minded, 
the personalized AI companion that evolves just like you do. Forget about robots that just vacuum your floors or play music. Goal-minded robots care about your personal goals, whether that's learning to bake the perfect souffle or training for that triathlon you swore you'd finish this year. Using state-of-the-art goal-directed concept learning, your goal-minded buddy isn't just a helper, it becomes an extension of your aspirations. That's right, Tom. It learns what's relevant to you, even if that's distinguishing between your five types of artisanal coffee beans or sorting socks by thickness for those picky feet. Goal-minded doesn't just learn, it dedicates itself to your quirky needs. Need someone to cheer you on while you floss? Goal-minded is there. Want a bot that navigates your noisy family to find you the quietest spot for your midday nap? Goal-minded's already on it. And the best part? It gets weirder and wittier with every goal it achieves with you. Goal-minded, because your robot should be as strange and fantastic as your dreams. Get yours today and start climbing the ladder of peculiar ambitions together. Head over to goalmindedbots.com and use the code PODCAST15 for 15% off your first purchase. Start achieving your goals with a grin. Once you go goal-directed, you never go back. Welcome to another in-depth episode of the Mind and Tech podcast, where we dig into the world of science and technology, exploring how they influence our daily lives. I'm your host, Tom. And I'm Jen. Today we're diving into a research paper that's got the tech and neuroscience communities buzzing. It's called Effects of a Mixed Reality Headset on the Delay of Visually Evoked Potentials, authored by a team led by Victor Manuel Hidalgo. Mixed reality, or MR for short, is a technology that combines both the virtual world and the real world. We'll be talking about how MR headsets, like the Varjo XR3 used in this study, can potentially influence our brain's responses to visual stimuli. This is particularly groundbreaking for areas like flight training, where mixed reality offers not only a reduction in cost and risk, but now begs the question of its neurological implications. As always, we'll break down the technical jargon and complex science into bite-sized digestible concepts. Now, to start off with some necessary background, mixed reality headsets like the one mentioned in this paper allow for simulations that blend digital content with the real environment. While this tech isn't new, its effect on our brain's inner workings, specifically the visual processing times, is still a bit of a mystery. Which leads us to visually evoked potentials, or VE peeps. These are electrical signals generated by the brain's visual cortex in response to visual stimuli. By measuring these VEPs, we can quantify how fast the brain processes what we see. And this is where the study's significance lies. Could MR headsets be causing a delay in these brain signals? And if so, how does that impact the sensation of realism and immersion in a simulation training environment? Before we deep dive, let's, let's clarify a couple of terms you'll be hearing a lot today. Firstly, EEG, or electroencephalography, is a method used to record electrical activity of the brain. Secondly, latency refers to the time delay between a stimulus and the occurrence of a response. Settle in, listeners. We'll take a short break and return to dive deep into the objectives, methodology, and fascinating findings of this study. Stay tuned. Now, a quick word from our sponsors. Have you ever wanted to fly but been afraid you'll be too slow on the uptake? 
Introducing Lightning Lenses, the only MR headset fine-tuned for the fastest visual processing this side of the galaxy. Tired of those pesky delays in your visual evoked potentials throwing you off your high-speed space chases? Our headsets are engineered with state-of-the-art photon reflectors and nano-circuit integration that minimize your brain's VEP delays. No more blaming your virtual crashes on slow neural responses. With lightning lenses, be the first to react in your virtual confrontations. Whether you're dodging asteroids or just trying to land your virtual spacecraft without bouncing off the runway, we've got you covered. And for those who are worried about fashion, worry no more. Lightning lenses come in a sleek design that won't make you look like an out-of-place time traveler. Take on the virtual skies with the confidence of a neuro-optimized pilot. Lightning lenses, light-speed vision for the virtual frontier. Side effects may include an increased sense of awesomeness and an urge to make pew-pew sounds while dogfighting starfighters. Lightning lenses, because your brain deserves to keep up with your adventures. Back to the show. Thank you.